Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels. It's Tuesday, it's Connection Week, and we're going to talk about three detours in the next three days um, that really uh, take you away from connection. Um, and this is a part of a series for uh, communications training that I recently gave um, to LK, which is a software company, um, and worked with uh, one of their technical teams in terms of improving communication and had so much fun. So thanks so much to Kindle uh, and the leadership team of LK for inviting me to come. Uh, and train their people. And you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to meet in person uh, sometime because uh, we're only able to do that um, virtually. So um, today we're going to talk about detour number one, which I shared with them, which is the concept of interruption and how interrupting people can often take you away from connection. Now just imagine you're telling, you're really excited and you're telling someone a story. Something great happened to you. Um, you just received something, an honor, a present, something. Uh, you got into some program or school. Or maybe just there was a great event that happened over the weekend or during the week, right? And you're telling someone about it and they keep interrupting, right? They keep interrupting for who knows what the reason is. Could be any various interruption. Could be they keep looking at their phone because they're getting notifications. Could be they keep asking questions that are just taking you away from the flow of your story. Could be that they want to tell their own story and you're not done with yours and they keep interrupting. And the way I like to think about interruptions is, you know, there's like a flow of energy, right? A conversation is kind of like a dance. It's not like a formula. It's, it's kind of like a dance. And when the energy is flowing one way, right? When you try to shift it too abruptly or switch it in another direction, there's a strain there and it can often lead to breaking the connection, especially when the other person isn't prepared or isn't expecting that interruption. So I, I find this challenge, um, it's a personal challenge of mine, um, that sometimes I just need to keep my mouth shut and let the other person finish happens at home with my family. I'm sure it happens at work. If there are any women at work that I regularly interrupt, I am so sorry. <laughs> and I will try to do better. And that's a pretty common thing with men interrupting, talking over and drowning out uh, women. Uh, hopefully, if you become more aware of that, you can sort of police that. Or if you have a trusted friend who's in those meetings, man or woman, um, or however they identify themselves, you can say like, hey, can you give me a code word or kick me in the shins if I keep interrupting people so they can hold you subtly uh, accountable. So the other aspect that I shared is that interruption in and of itself is not necessarily bad, right? Like I said, it's like a, it's like a dance, right? So you don't constantly have just one person leading and one person following. You need a back and forth. However, and this is the tricky thing. It's the art of communication. I can't give you a formula, wait five seconds, wait until they pause 0.5 seconds before you jump in. That isn't really the way we work and that isn't really the best way to communicate. Interruption and interrupting well actually um, 
has a cultural, societal, contextual component as well. So you have to understand the context in which you are interrupting and understand what the expectations and norms are. So I'll keep it simple. East Coast, West Coast, right? In the East Coast, we're interrupters, right? Our threshold of interruption is like so fine, right? If we have a thought, it's almost like, boom, it comes out of our mouth, we, we interrupt. And then the other person, it's up to them, right? If they're another East Coaster, um, we start talking and that triggers another thought and they interrupt. And it creates this really kind of animated kind of, it almost seems like you're debating or fighting. But that, for some people, that's just kind of like their style of talking and no one thinks anything of it. In fact, it's actually expected. And someone from that sort of culture or way of doing things may think that someone who's more laid back or polite, however you want to think about it, who doesn't interrupt as much, has nothing to say. But in actuality, they're just waiting for you to stop so they can jump in and say something, right? So that's why I say East Coast, West Coast, you know, on the West Coast, typically, and I'm just sort of painting with a broad brush just for discussion purposes here, um, people will be a little bit more laid back, they're going to wait a little bit longer, and maybe in that waiting, another East Coaster, like if you have a multiple person conversation, jumps in and says something else. So they could be sitting around the whole night for dinner, for the meeting, and they have so many things to say, but they just don't say it because others are interrupting or are more comfortable interrupting at a much more accelerated pace. And it's not right or wrong. It's just more of awareness of who you're dealing with the context of the situation and what you want to get out of it, right? Like if you really want to get input from someone who's not saying anything, sometimes it helps to say, wait a second, maybe I just ask them directly so they don't have to interrupt. I mean, wouldn't that be great if you just had everyone else be quiet, including yourself and said, you know, Pat or Jamie, you know, what do you think, right? Ali, what do you think? Juan, what do you think, right? Ming, what do you think? Just ask them and see what they have to say. And what I would love for you to do today is the next time, just the very next time you're in a conversation with a person, just be a little bit aware, like take a look at your own interruption patterns, right? Are you an interrupter or are you more like a wait and seer or a waiter? I just made that up. I don't know. Those aren't actual terms, right? But you know, what, what is your style in terms of interrupting? And if you want to make it a little fun, Take a look at your uh, conversational partner, right? Are they an interrupter or are they more someone that just waits and sees and pauses until they get um, an opening uh, for them to contribute to the conversation? And hopefully this will inform your connection and allow you to connect better with people and get away from interrupting in the context where it will be a detour for your connection. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. Quick plug, we have Diversity Bites, my new daily video podcast coming out uh, in just a bit after we wrap up Executive Presence Morsels. And similar to Executive Presence Morsels, I will be having guests, will, which will be um, bonus episodes. And I believe I have a working name for the bonus episodes, which will be The Truth Hurts. 
So any of my former guests or folks in the DEI and leadership space, if you're interested in coming on and talking about the truth of what really matters when it comes to leadership, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, please drop me a line at joe at connectioncounselor.com. Would love to have you on the show. Thank you. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change? only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, we'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset power of introverts and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Happy Wednesday. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels Connection Week. Uh, we're going to talk about the second of three detours that can really take you away from the connection you want, maybe the connection you need uh, in your professional and I guess as well your personal life, right? These are universal principles that work regardless. Speaking, speaking of which, um, a quick aside, um, I was just thinking about these episodes that I've been making for almost a year now. and the variance in terms of the most listened episodes to the not so much listened episodes is quite wide, right? So the top five listened episodes have like four or five more times listens. And I was wondering like, what is it about it? Uh, and I realized that they have. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty, executive presence morsel. So.